This is London. Londoners slept well last night. There were no air raid warnings, and the Ministry of Home Security reports a rather quiet night over all of Britain. German air activity is described as negligible. The Germans made dive-bombing attacks on a southwest town where some people were killed and many injured. Some fatal casualties were also caused in Essex and a South Wales town. Bombs fell near a railway station in southwest England where a number of people were killed. Several bombs were dropped in the Midlands this morning. There is no information as to casualties, but the bombs dropped in a thickly populated district. It is believed that German aircraft made widespread attacks in southeastern England this morning. There is considerable speculation this morning concerning the crash of the German mystery plane in County Kerry, only about 50 miles from Foynes, the home base of the British flying boat Clare. The Irish have been questioning the surviving German crew members most of the night. Three unofficial explanations are advanced for the presence of the German plane. The first is that the bomber was on reconnaissance, charting information for the possible invasion of error. The second, that the Germans' navigation instruments had failed and the aircraft was lost. And the third, that the German bomber was hoping to give a dramatic demonstration of Germany's total blockade by shooting down the big British transatlantic flying boat as it neared its home base. In the opinion of most air experts, the Claire would have been a sitting duck had the big, fast German bomber been able to make contact. Newspaper headlines this morning say that Mr. Churchill's speech in the House of Commons yesterday rang the bell in America. London editors emphasize his statement that Britain now leads Germany in warplane production. The refusal to permit food to pass through the blockade to German-occupied territory, and the announcement that bases in Newfoundland and the West Indies will be leased to the United States. The Daily Herald feels that Mr. Churchill should have been a little more specific on the matter of war aims. It is now generally agreed that German shells from long-range guns have fallen on the southeast coast. Apparently, they were few in number and caused little damage. We are told that it would be possible for those German guns across the channel to lob shells into London, but no one seems particularly worried at the prospect. The experts say fire at such range would be inaccurate, and the guns wouldn't stand up for very long under the heavy charges that would be necessary to propel a shell such a long distance. It is believed that the Germans will use those guns to bombard shipping in the channel and perhaps to throw shells into places like Dover and Folkestone. According to the Daily Herald, people in widely scattered parts of Britain are demanding a more satisfactory system of air raid warnings. Several times, the first warning of danger has been the explosion of bombs. The sirens have sounded some minutes later. At Croydon last Thursday, the first warning came 15 minutes after the first bombs fell. Sir John Anderson, in explaining this state of affairs yesterday, said that it had appeared that the threatened attack on London would not materialize. But later, part of a German formation broke away, changed direction suddenly, and launched their attack against Croydon. Fighter Command is responsible for giving the order to sound the sirens, and it is faced with a difficult problem. Fast bombers can change direction and be over their targets in very little time. On the other hand, if the air raid warnings are sounded over a wide area, the stoppage of factories engaged in war work involves a serious loss of production. London parents are bringing their children home. They're returning at the rate of over 2,000 a week. German bombs dropped in areas to which the children have been evacuated seem to have convinced parents that their children would be safer back in London under the protection of the balloon barrage. Down in Surrey, men of the Home Guard found a platform in a tree. They thought maybe a German spy was using it for signaling to German aircraft. An armed guard was mounted, and the men of the Home Guard waited for developments. Nothing happened. 
Then it was discovered that the platform had been erected by the British Broadcasting Corporation for the purpose of broadcasting the Song of the Nightingale. I return you now to CBS in New York. <laughs> 